Last week, we entered the world of social media. We continue looking at roles inside this industry today as we take a peek behind online advertising and specifically Facebook and Instagram ads. My name's Lou Blazer. You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode 137. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks, a show where we talk about the many different ways we can thrive in our careers, no matter if it's our second, third, or fourth one. Today, we continue exploring the world of social media, which we started last week with Andrea Jones. Now, based on the comments that I received, it sounds like episode 136, which was last week's episode, provided many listeners with a good primer of the opportunities in the space. Andrea's own career path is just one great example of where and how you can take your career in social media. Towards the end of that interview, Andrea shared several positions within her agency, which gave us an insight into the different roles and opportunities that someone interested in a career in social media could pursue. Now, one of the critical roles that we talked about during last week's episode is the one who designs and manages Facebook ads. Now, if you're in business today, I bet you are at the very least aware of the role that Facebook advertising plays in the growth of your business. If you're not a business owner, but use Facebook or Instagram regularly, you've no doubt encountered these ads on your feed as well. So you know what I'm talking about. In fact, even if you don't use Facebook or Instagram and simply read the news, you've read about these ads that appear on social media feeds. They've been the subject of controversy as there has been tremendous scrutiny of the practices inside Zuckerberg's empire. Suffice to say, however way you look at it, Facebook advertising is a world in and of itself. Designing these ads, running them, managing them, is a function within companies, no matter the size, no matter the industry. One job listing describes the position as a role that, um, and I'm reading from the job listing now, requires a combination of strategic thinking, analytical, creative, and communication skills. The ideal candidate should have exceptional skills in planning and executing ad strategies and thrive working cross-functionally with internal and external stakeholders. As someone who's dipped her toes in Facebook advertising for my business, I know it also requires finance, budgeting, data analysis, and a certain degree of number crunching. Not to mention a very good understanding of the Facebook algorithm and general digital marketing discipline. All this to say, it is a job in and of itself, and it's not for everybody. But if you've got the right disposition for the role and the interest and willingness to acquire the skills, this can be a lucrative career opportunity to consider. Now on the show notes, I've included links to some resources for further reading about Facebook advertising. And today I give you my interview with Julie O'Hara, a Facebook and Instagram ad specialist who has recently pivoted to this role. In our chat, we talk about why she made the pivot, how she's making it work for herself today. She also gives an insight into the realities and practicalities of the work itself and where you should start if you'd like to pursue a career in the space. So that's what's coming up. But first...
Inside Briefing Notes, the 35th edition is a relevance issue, and we're exploring the topic of leadership, specifically the origin story of our leadership path, the story that we tell ourselves and others about how we became leaders or how we knew that we were leaders. I thought this was an interesting angle to examine because the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, whether they're perceived or real, often shape how we think and act. How we explain our path to leadership makes a difference because it can bind us to certain beliefs about what a leader does. In other words, it can shape our leadership style. Harvard Business Review outlines four frames of reference that people typically use when they talk about their leadership path. The four frames are being, engaging, performing, and accepting. The sporting study suggests that there is a huge link between how we tell our stories and how we actually behave and act as a leader. And so if we want to be more adaptive and less constrained and ultimately become better leaders, the authors of the study suggest that we draw upon different aspects of our story, not just focusing on one thing um, and experimenting on different ways of framing our leadership path. Now, in addition to this main thing on the newsletter, I just want to highlight three other things from this week's issue. Thing number one, seven hallmarks of good leadership during the pandemic. Now, good leadership can be a challenge in the best of times. And these days, we really need to demonstrate it as best we can. So Fast Company outlines seven areas that we can focus on. Success Magazine shared an article and video of Michael Hyatt about the importance of communicating the vision. Now, you might feel that you're talking about your vision over and over, but this is actually important during times of crisis. Michael talks about this idea that vision leaks, and so it must be constantly replenished. I learned a thing or two from that article. And thing number three, a look at the nine Enneagram types in the context of the workplace. I thought this was a good short piece that summarizes the nine types in a work setting. Reading through it, It's going to be easy to recognize yourself as well as your teammates, which can be very helpful, particularly for anyone managing or leading a team. To dig in further on these topics and the rest of this week's issue, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash archive. You're going to find the latest edition always at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe for free to get briefing notes in your inbox every Sunday. As with any kind of change, making a career pivot can be a challenge. The best kind of pivots, oh, maybe not the best, but certainly the easier kind to execute is when we're moving to an area of work that we already know. We may have been performing it on the side or as an element of an existing work. So while there may still be some bit of learning curve, it would be much less than if we were moving into an entirely new field of work. So basically, we're starting with a built-in advantage. This certainly applies to Julie O'Hara, who recently moved to a new career as a Facebook ad specialist. She had been running a different kind of business for years, and it was through running that business that she really learned and honed her skills in marketing and online advertising. I I was like so many of you, I'm sure, uh, listening to business podcasts all the time and hearing about Facebook ads. And I'm like, yeah, you know, a small business like me can can reach people through advertising. You know, I can't afford a, a billboard, but I can afford Facebook ads. So I started dabbling. And as I was getting more busy, I did hire someone. And 
this person was a disaster. Um, he ghosted me during a launch and, you know, I just had to finish the ads myself, no. which was fine. <laughs> it was, it was terrible actually. But so I never hired anyone after that. And, um, and you know, it was okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm good enough at this. I don't need to hire anybody. I'll just do it all fine. <laughs> Julie had a health business before the pivot, but she felt a change was needed. I mean, to be honest, it was that I was not having the success I wanted to have in my previous business, and I wasn't really happy with my <laughs> with what I was doing in my previous business. So I've been in the online business world for quite a few years. I can't even think when I started, but I had a health business, and I helped people um, manage their IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. So that couldn't be more different than what I'm doing now with online advertising, and. And yeah, I was really struggling. I worked on that business for four years. It was it was difficult um, in that B to C kind of role, helping people with something that was very hard for them to deal with. That is not fun to confront and deal with. And I wasn't happy, and I didn't feel like I was connecting. But I was running all of my own Facebook ads, and that's something that I really really enjoyed. I would distract myself with analyzing my ads and. So I kind of came to realize maybe that was something I could do more full time. I was kind of thinking I would transition to just doing Facebook ads. Um, my my thought was that my most successful products in my health business were eBooks, a cookbook and two eBooks, and so I was going to continue selling those and you know do the customer support for those, which is a really minimal time commitment. And I would continue you know to have my website up and have my you know email sequences running and kind of let that business go on autopilot which it is now and you know it's it's nice to be still selling ebooks with you know, in the background but it was going it was meant to become facebook ads was meant to become my full-time thing like the one that's going to take more of your time definitely and whereas the other is the what so the the so-called uh, passive <laughs> income <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. And is that exactly what happened? Is that how it panned out? That really is how it panned out. Um, I guess from the ebook business, I make around 500 a month right now, depending on the month, but you know, for very little work. So that's a nice little passive income. I mean, it took four years to build to that and, <laughs> and, you know, build up the web traffic and everything. So that's nice. Um, and so, yeah, that is how it panned out. Because Julie had already been doing online advertising for a prior health business, she had done the training and had honed her skills long before she made the pivot. I had already taken a couple of, of training courses. Um, one was Claire Pelletro's Facebook ads course, which is meant for people who are going to run their own ads, um, you know, not so much for ads managers. But that was great, you know, and that's what really got me running my own ads. And then I took a course through Digital Marketer. Um, they have all sorts of, you know, online business courses. But um, I think the funny thing is, and kind of the really cool thing is that the running the health business, I learned so many skills, um, just in general, online business skills, you know, setting up lead magnets and, and a website and like, you know, lead pages, Squarespace, ConvertKit, all the, all those things. And I always kind of realized that I was good at the technical stuff and I kind of enjoyed it, but I was seeing my peers in the online business space kind of hating that stuff. And I sort of realized that that was something I could bring to the table with my Facebook ads business as well. 
Executing the pivot was relatively easy because Julie knew exactly what this work would entail. She knew the kinds of services that she needed as a business owner. And most importantly, she knew the areas that other business owners typically find difficult when it comes to online advertising. And so she fashioned her services as a Facebook ad specialist to meet those needs. If you're kind of just starting out, I have a package that's mainly focused on retargeting ads. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of using people who have maybe visited your website or people who've interacted with you on Facebook and Instagram and and showing ads to them to get them on your email list or get them buying your products. So that's a great way to start. And then I have another package that's kind of everything. That's kind of going out to cold audiences so you can scale your business and reach new people and start to grow um, with the ads behind you. Is so, it is it like a, you do it for them or you teach them how to do it? I do it for you. Yeah, it's a one-on-one high-touch service. I, t- I do it for you. <laughs> So if we were to like step back and look at the uh, different things that you do as part of this work, how would you describe the role to someone? Is it more creative or more numbers or what is it? I think it's very creative. Um, It's very strategic. So yes, like images and copy, those are kind of traditionally creative things. Um, But that's not my favorite part of it. My favorite part um, is, I don't know, kind of just like, okay, for example, audience targeting, that is incredibly creative. Um, I'll spend an hour or so researching, um, possible interest targeting that I can use in Facebook. So how do I find the people that you're trying to reach through the platform of Facebook ads through their targeting options, which are vast and extensive, So I find that a really creative um, part of it. And then you build these audiences and you're testing different audiences and which ones work for this business and for this offer. So all that testing is, I think, a really creative process. And um, it's it's a process that really consumes your mind. And there is a lot of analytical aspects to it as well, but I find it so engaging. (laughs) Um, There's also an element of it that is about testing whether X or Y will work. And personally, that's what I find frustrating. (laughs) What are your thoughts around that? How do you deal with that? Do you enjoy that part? (laughs) I definitely enjoy it. Um, I I think you have to go into it with a certain kind of mindset. Like if, if you've never run ads before, or, you know, maybe just dabbled a little, you do have to realize that you'll have to spend some money to figure out what works. And there's, I mean, we're not talking thousands and thousands of dollars. We're talking a few hundred dollars, you know, um, and depending on where you are, if we can build some big lookalike audiences, those tend to work really well. Um, so let's, that's, if you have a lot of website traffic, we can have an audience based on people who visited your website. So that's a really easy way to start. But you will have to test. You'll have to test the different types of creative. You'll have to test um, the different ways to optimize these ads with the algorithm. So it's yeah. I think if I think if that's something that like feels intimidating, it will help to work with a person who could who could kind of just take on the role for you. But uh, yeah, I think it's kind of fun. Is there any part of the of the work that you? would rather (laughs) delegate or not want to deal with? Yeah. um, The biggest thing is kind of like, I guess, hmm, 
Well, the marketing. <laughs> marketing my business. Right. Because um, that's the thing you never have time for. It's always that balance, right? Like, well, if I don't market, I'm not going to ever have new clients. But I have I have clients, so I don't have time to market. Um, I think a lot of people deal with that. But then also um, kind of just reporting. Like, I, I've even gotten to the point where I could use, like, a VA to fill in reports for my clients because – that's, you know, it's just me plugging in numbers and you're like, oh, okay, I shouldn't be doing this. And my eyes are tired from looking at these spreadsheets, <laughs> but otherwise there's not a whole lot that I don't enjoy. One thing that you said that I want to like pick apart a little bit, because I think there's an element of that maybe in that you could, you could, you know, tell me if this is true in your experience, but that there may be certain things that we don't like to do for ourselves, but we don't mind doing for other people. And I think maybe marketing is one of those things. Like I... I I can see myself like talking about other people's business easily, but have a harder time if I'm doing it for myself. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, maybe that, maybe there is an element of that. Oh, for sure. Um, yes. Well, one thing, a good example for me is that I do not particularly enjoy Instagram, whether it's for personal reasons or for business reasons. I just don't love it. I've tried to love it. Let me tell you, I just don't. But with clients, I mean, I, I know I'll run your Instagram ads. I will help you with your IGTV strategy. I will, you know, strategically, I love working on other people's businesses, but yeah, my own, I'm just like, no. That, well, that's a good one because if, you know, so for the person who's listening, who's, who could be, who might be thinking, but I don't like Facebook, but I don't like Instagram. Maybe as a personal user, you may not like it, but the actual work that you do for others might be a totally different experience. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, so when we actually say Facebook ad management or Facebook ad consulting, you actually mean Facebook and Instagram really. Yes. Yeah. And if you get, people aren't aware, um, Instagram ads run through the Facebook platform. It's almost like they're, they're one thing from my perspective. Outside of the technical skills of like a, like what one person needs to know from a technical perspective to do a good job at this, what do you think would be good characteristics or traits of a person who would be successful in this kind of a role? Yeah, I think you, you have to enjoy looking at numbers. Um, you, you just do, it's inevitable. <laughs> and and uh, the other thing too, is you have to be okay with things changing all the time. Um, with Facebook, that is always going to be a thing. They'll change how the platform looks. They'll change, they'll, they'll just, they'll change everything all the time. <laughs> and yeah, you have to kind of almost enjoy that. I guess you always have to be up to speed with, okay, what, what has, has Facebook introduced now? Are, are they very good at uh, announcing those things ahead of time for you to be prepared for them? You know, they're, they're okay at it, but I have my little cheat and I, I get all my Facebook news from the Perpetual Traffic podcast. <laughs> You know, it's started to be run by Digital Marketer, but now like some of their past employees run it and they just talk about uh, paid advertising. And so they give you updates on everything that Facebook is doing. And that's just a really nice, easy way to stay up to date. Gotcha. And so for the person who's thinking, you know what, I want to do this, I want to try my hand at this, where do you think they should start? If, if you haven't really run ads, just start running some ads. Um, you don't have to spend a lot of money, you can spend a few hundred a month and start doing ads for yourself or 
start doing ads for a friend's business, you know, they pay for the ads. Maybe you do the, you do the work for free or whatever, however you want to work it out. I think the best way to learn and to find out if this is a potential career is to actually do it, get in there and do it. And no course that I took taught me what I really needed to know as much as actually just doing it. Yeah. One last question, Julie, what are you looking forward to these days? Obviously things are funky around the world right now. And so, um, I just, I just wanted to end with what are you looking forward to these days? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing where my business takes me in time. You know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where all the controversy around Facebook is going. Um, I, I don't I don't know that's the whole other can of worms but I'm, I'm interested but personally I am interested in traveling again I love to travel and I have not been on a plane since early March and it's killing me so. you can find Julie O'Hara at heartsandbrainconsultant.com for the links and reference to resources for Facebook advertising and the highlights of this episode, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast. If this episode piqued your interest in working in social media, you'll want to check out last week's episode with Andrea Jones as well for a big picture look at the industry. If you enjoyed this episode or like listening to the podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell them about this episode or about season four, which is all about exploring new fields of work. They're going to thank you for it. And so will I, as it helps tremendously when you help spread the word. Now, next week, we're leaving social media, but we're turning our lens on website design and development and specifically WordPress which is one of the most popular platforms that exist today. I'll be joined by Susanna Perkins, who has been doing this kind of work for a while now. We're going to peel back the curtains and talk about what this WordPress world is all about. The best way to not miss that episode and all future episodes is to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that using the app that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, if you look around the audio player, you're going to find some options for podcast apps as well. Okie dokie. I hope you'll join me next week with Susanna Perkins. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>